Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Colleen Benson Homes team with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. We're going to tap into Colleen's expertise and knowledge on today's show talk about buyers with kids. And if you're thinking about buying a home sometime in the future and you have a couple of kids in tow, take some time to think about the following regrets that we're going to cover that those who have come before you have experienced. So Colleen, this was an article. I found this, uh, I won't say this was actually recent. I found this a while back. I don't know exactly when it was, but um, I kind of broke down the different things from this article and wanted to kind of just run each of them by you to see what you think. Have you seen folks who have had these similar regrets, all that kind of stuff? All right. Well, I love my clients with kids. I think they're fun, you know, so here we go. I'm great. I'm ready for this. Before we even get into that, do most of your clients bring the kids along for like viewing appointments and that kind of thing when they're looking to buy a Depends. You know, sometimes they'll get a babysitter and kind of make it a date thing, which is kind of fun. And other times I'm watching three little ones entertaining them while the parents tour the home. So go both ways. (laughs) There you go. I always loved it when my parents would take me to go look at homes because I would, I I got to like, you know, learn. Uh, I think it's really cool. Yeah. It would, Mm -hmm. for the kids when they're a little bit older to be part of the decision making, you know, it does depend on the age. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have the ultimate say and they all want to run and claim the master as their own. But, um, (laughs) I think it's really great when a family, it, it's a family decision for them and they get the kids involved. Yeah, I definitely think if you've got uh, the opportunity and the patience to get them involved in some way, shape, or form, it's going to probably leave a positive impact having them see you go through the buying process, the evaluation process, hearing your conversations about positives and negatives and how you interact with the real estate agent, all those kinds of things, I think can certainly be a Oh yeah, totally. And you know, I've taken my kids through the years. They've tagged along with me showing property too. Sometimes I would bring them along to entertain the little ones of my clients and that worked out really well. There you go, yeah, that works works nicely. So very cool. All right, so there's a little couple of little pieces of uh, helpful information for you, but let's get to the regrets. We started positive, we'll go to the regrets now. (laughs) One major regret is that people say they didn't think enough about bedroom placement. So things like, I guess the master being, you know, they didn't like the master downstairs and then Mm -hmm. the nursery was upstairs or or things like that. Do you you see bedroom placement being a a common regret? Absolutely. So master on the main level is a very popular floor plan that is very appealing. It's great for resale value. Everyone really tends to enjoy having a master on the main level or at least one bedroom on the main level. However, if you have little kids that they're going to either be in a daylight basement downstairs from you or upstairs from you for a couple of years, that's not really the best scenario. Kids want to be closer to their parents. So that's a tough one. If you're okay with your kids being on a different floor than you, but it is definitely something to consider before you purchase. That master on the main is very appealing. Is it really going to work with, with your little kids? Yeah, I think it's a really good point, Colleen. And uh, you know, I think size of the the bedrooms kind of fall under this same category as well. I know in our old house uh, before we moved, you know, it it we had enough bedrooms to where if we had a kid uh, at the time, we would have been able to you know have them be in that room. But it was a pretty small bedroom, and it would never be more than just a nursery. Like it, it's actually almost hard to envision that as a kid's room, where there just wouldn't be any room to play or do anything. It would just be a bed, and that's it. 
And yeah. so, you know, if you're, if you're trying to think about the kids and you want to have them be able to use their bedroom as like also a play space, you got to start thinking about those kinds of preferences too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, didn't think about the bedroom placement, learn from others' mistakes. Think about that next time you go to buy a home. Uh, another uh, item that was listed in this article was to not, uh, the folks who didn't check in or check out the neighbors. And um, I, I, we, this could, I guess, go in a lot of different directions, Colleen, but that was listed as a top regret as well. Yes, I suggest to my buyers, if they're looking at a home and considering a home, uh, drive past the neighborhood a couple different times during the week, hit it on a Saturday morning, a Sunday afternoon, weekday, and just, you know, see if it's going to be a neighborhood that you feel the surrounding area is appropriate for you and your family. Yeah, and that one seems kind of obvious, but you can look at lots of different uh, you know resources and tools that would be at your disposal. So uh, don't forget to check out the neighbors. Make sure it's a good fit for the age of your children, you know, and that kind of thing. And similarly, but this one less uh, about the people in the neighborhood, but check out the neighborhood in general, the physical aspects of the neighborhood. But what are some of the actual details and nuances folks should be on the lookout for there? So as far as the neighborhood goes... Yeah, as far oh, as the well, neighborhood goes. Oh, well, we can goes. provide all kinds of stats for a client. Um, we can get them stats on the local schools, the crime rate, sex offenders. You know, there's a website you can go to and check that out. Anything that our client is requesting, we're happy to get to them, and we have it at our fingertips. So we definitely, you know, if our client wants some more information about the neighborhood, we can provide stats and get it all over to them. Another one I was thinking about, too, was the... Um, you know, like if, if you're uh, check the school bus drop off, is it is it on your street? Do you have to walk up to the end of the cul-de-sac? Do you have to go over to another neighborhood or oh, another wow, street? Oh, that's away, a fantastic that kind of idea. I haven't ever yeah. even thought of. Yeah. Thank you. Because so, right, that <laughs> might impact some people's style, right? Are For you sure. used to, to just sitting at the at the window and watching the kids walk out to the to the street and catch the bus there? Or are you going to have to drive the car up to the street? Our last neighborhood, again, we didn't have kids, but our last neighborhood, we drove. I always watched all the parents driving their cars up to the stop sign way at the other end of the neighborhood. And, you know, and there's like nine or ten cars there all sitting waiting for the kids to get on the bus. And all the cars would, you know, <laughs> figure, figure their way out of there at the same time after the bus came by. So. Well, I live right at the top of the hill next to Candelaria Elementary. I tell you, that is a zoo up there when school lets out. You, you want to avoid about a five block radius within that area every time, every day day when school lets out <laughs> can't get through they all the parents in that area drive their kids and pick them up from school so there's yeah. just long backups all around this is actually a really good example now this is more of a commercial real estate example but i think it'll still apply here uh had a, a former boss um at, at a previous company one time who bought a piece of property really close to a school and, you know, and, and this is a, like, you know, obviously a radio station kind of situation with recording happening and that kind of thing. And every afternoon at three o'clock or whatever it was, these kids would come skateboarding by uh, <laughs> yelling and jumping and screaming right by the business because it was literally right in this. It was like a neighborhood school uh -huh. that had a, a collection of businesses. It had been custom built. So all of the studios were right up against the window. And so, of course, kids would see us on the microphones or whatever, you know, trying to talk and record. And they'd be yelling and screaming and, and making faces at you through the window and trying to make noises to mess you up. And so it was always an ordeal that every single day at the same time, these kids would come rollerblading or uh, skateboarding through making noise. And obviously it was kind of a bad pick for location. Yes, possibly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
So, you know, think about the same applications, I guess, uh, for your, your living situation as well. Not that kids are always going to come make faces at you, but uh, in any event, you get the idea. Yes. Uh, last regret that was uh, talked about in the article here of buyers who have kids, things they regretted after the process, was they, they didn't look at the backyard the right way. And you can kind of take that into a couple of different considerations, but I guess people tend to say like, oh, it's a pretty yard, but maybe don't think about it really from a functionality standpoint. Yeah, I do see that. You know, we've got a lot of um, beautiful decks here in the Willamette Valley area, homes with decks, and sometimes those decks aren't the safest if you've got little kids and you want to be able to, you know, watch them play from your kitchen window sometimes not the best scenario but yeah you, you want a nice backyard typically that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different buyers so i never assume you know a large backyard to one person could be a very small backyard to the next person so i just i ask a lot of questions we get real deep with our clients what exactly are they looking for and why why does that make sense to them and then you know we try to keep within the parameters they're asking for when it comes to you know especially when it comes to what they're wanting in relationship to or within respect with of the kids yeah yeah i think um it was funny we had some friends visiting our home and they they have two young kids and so, you know, we have a home that's uh, it's got a pool and we have a very large kind of expansive backyard. It's got a lot of topography. It's got a lot of places you could hide when the when we let the dogs out at night. You know, Dakota, the uh, the husky corgi mix, he'll just disappear. You know, he just he just disappears. He's out there doing his thing. And like, I'll go stand out there and it'll be silent. And I know he's moving around. I know he's walking around, but it's just so quiet. And he's just, you know, sneaking around doing his thing out there. And, uh, and I'll just, you know, I'll, okay, well, you'll come back in when you come in, you know. But he just gets lost in his own world. And we love that. We think when we have kids, that'll be really neat. It'll just be a place they can always go and explore. And I kind of grew up with a backyard like that. And so that was neat for me to see when we bought this home that, it, you know, our kids in the future will be able to have that kind of experience. Sure. But our friends who were visiting were just like, they were like, I can't believe, uh, we could never handle this. Oh. They specifically have a small backyard because they want to be able to see the kids and keep an eye on them all the time. And it just gives them stress, you know, not being able to have a good sight line on them and having sort of that expansiveness and that sort of thing. So, you know, totally different styles and, and you know, levels of importance, I guess. Not that their safety wouldn't be important to us, but you know what I you know, right. I'm trying to get at. So, so what my first home when my kids were little was across the street from a playground. It was part of a rec center. And I thought it was such a great idea when we bought the house. Oh my gosh, having the kids across the street from a playground. Well, it's a great idea, but not so great because it's within their eyesight. So they wanted to be at that playground all the time or anytime they saw other kids there mama can we go to the playground so it ended up kind of being a bittersweet for me uh, <laughs> that darn playground <laughs> that darn playground we always have to be there you know they weren't old enough to go over and play by themselves so um, we spent a lot of time even though we had a beautiful backyard it wasn't good enough because there's kids at the playground across the street <laughs> Oh, that's pretty Lots funny. Of things See, to consider. We, we we bought this house because uh, you know I don't want to go to the playground. So <laughs> I said the backyard is the playground. They can yes. just play there. Yeah, exactly. We'll invite the kids, the other kids, over if they want to hang out with their kids. 
But uh, in any event, too funny. Uh, any other regrets that you've seen parents have? Maybe some tips that you'd give home seekers who have children that uh, we didn't mention so far? You know, just safety. I would say like safety things that maybe some people aren't thinking of that I've seen over the years. Like I mentioned, the deck. Sometimes it's really awesome to have that banister that's open that looks over the living room. But is that going to be a cause of stress in your world uh, every time your kid's up there? Steep staircases, you know, just just safety concerns, I would say. And I try to point them out to my clients when I can. But all in all, you know, there's lots of tools and resources out there to help make a great decision with um, small children in mind. And if it is a forever home, Maybe that daylight basement might not make any sense for a few years, but then it's going to make great sense for a lot of years. So it might just be adapting for now and and then being able to enjoy that space as the kids grow. Well, that's certainly a key. And that, that goes beyond just, you know, the having kids element. You know, you're, you look for a home that's, if you're looking for long-term, think long-term. If you're looking short-term, then think more short-term and add more weight there. But it, it definitely applies to the whole kid equation, too. So if yeah. you are buying that forever home like us, yeah, it'll probably be stressful for the first, you know, two or three years. First Obviously, having, years. A, having a pool, having a big, expansive backyard, we're going to have to put in certain things in place to, you know, be very cognizant of those dangers in the backyard and, and maybe have to spend a little extra money for extra alarms and fencing and whatever we need to do to make sure that that's not, uh, you know, going to stay a safe situation. But, you know, then beyond that, it's going to be really fun and they're going to have places to go explore. And exactly. when you're not needing to keep an Go eye hide on, in so. your backyard where you can't find them, huh? Yeah. Um, another thing, great hide and seek backyard. <laughs> <laughs> another thing, Walter, I would like to mention when I'm having a consult with my clients, you don't have to always think of a home purchase as being such a permanent thing. I mean, there might be a home that's right for you today and you haven't had children yet or you have small kids and then you'll be ready. Your income will have changed. You know, you'll be ready to sell that and move into something different in, um, you know, even as little as three to five years. I have many clients mm-hmm. that are selling after three years and getting into more of a permanent home. So I'm sure you're even seeing people who thought they bought their per- their permanent home or their, their dream home oh, all the time. Sti- still end up moving because life, life changes. Yeah, and they their get dream home priorities. at one age isn't quite their dream home five years later. You know, life happens, kids come, <laughs> yeah. and you need to make adjustments. That's a great point. Yeah, that's uh, something I think that maybe we overlook or, uh, you know, overvalue. And, and the data really points us in the other direction that we don't stay in homes all that long. We do tend to move around more and more frequently these days than than in the past. So that's another good thing to keep in mind. Well, if you are thinking about buying a home in the near future and you need some more guidance or want to work with an agent in the area who knows all the ins and outs of the process and all the different areas you should check out, call Colleen and the team, 503-830-9467. Call or text that number, 503-830-9467. And always online at Colleen Benson Homes. Dot com. That's ColleenBensonHomes.com. Colleen, thanks for all the great information and the stories and all the good stuff on today's show. And uh, we'll look forward to another one with you next week. Hey, it was my pleasure. It's always a pleasure to be on air. And I love all these questions. So thanks so much, Walter. We'll talk to you next week. We'll keep them coming. Thanks so all much. Right. That's Colleen Benson. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you next time on Keeping It Real Estate. <laughs>